Hello, hello, hello. And we're back. This is Lashana. This is Malcolm. And this is the Family Fortune. Um, I know my head is still spinning from our last podcast where we talked about all the different types of fraud. I have a migraine. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I know at the end, you know, we were off the air. It meant you mentioned, or I mentioned, I was like, I don't get how people are, you know, fooled. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned it's because I, I the uh, my level of exposure to it, and yep. not everyone else has a level, you know, has been exposed to, you know, because I work in the legal field, work in the finance field, so my exposure to fraud is a little bit more um, prominent than most people. Right. So I have to, you know, make sure I'm not coming from or speaking from um, why you do that, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So if you, I don't know what the exact numbers are, but I would imagine somebody who goes through fraud at least once, they don't go through it again because they kind of learned their lesson. We, on the other hand, like Mm -hmm. you see it more often than, you probably want to see it. That's so true. <laughs> and so I think you have more of a stronger muscle and a, and a bigger wall for this type of stuff than, than most folks. But, you know, that's what we hear. We're trying to educate you. Hopefully you're listening and you're sharing this information with somebody. Hopefully. You could, you could save not only a life, but somebody's finances and their family fortune. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have not already listened to the um, part one uh, where we talked about the basics of fraud, please go back and listen to it and then come on back. Because now in this episode, we're going to talk about how we can help you prevent being a victim of fraud. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we mentioned several times during the last podcast. Stop answering. Don't answer the phone. Um, but it, you, we got to be a little bit more in depth than that. You can't just say don't answer the phone. But if it is a number or someone that you're not familiar with, it's okay to send it to voicemail. Because yeah. trust and believe if it's somebody important, they will leave a message and yep. then you can call them back. Mm-hmm. If their number is not saved in my phone, I don't pick it up. So, like, I guess it's kind of go with phone calls. Uh, when I s- mentioned in the previous episode about emails, if you weren't expecting it, question mm-hmm. it. So if it's like a weird phone number, especially from like odd number that's not even in your zip code, like, hey, you, you don't I don't know how it. many phone calls I get from Arizona. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know anybody in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> that happened. That Arizona is a big one. I do get a lot of phone calls from Arizona, and I don't pick any of them up. None. And they don't leave voicemails, which is so weird. It'll go to the voicemail because then that's, it's an automated system. So by the time I pick the voicemail up, it's mm-hmm. just you know, mm. like a, a fax machine or something. So I'm like, yep. okay, block that number. So um, protect your family, your financial accounts. How we do this? Oh, protecting your friend. Oh, it's so much you can do. Are you on the you on the flip side? Oh, am I? <laughs> wow, on we seven. got we got a lot to go through, y'all. Well, because there are 13 <laughs> primary ways, yeah. and that's just the you know the top level there's more ways below this you can do it, but there's uh, at least 13 ways that you can uh protect yourself and we'll talk about some of them some of them we're just going to give you the basics mm-hmm. um first one is stop at the mailbox a good friend of mine and you know and these days if you live in a subdivision you may or may not have the mailbox at the end of your driveway yeah. you know sometimes you got the little community box yeah. thing especially in apartment buildings 
friend of mine, she doesn't pick up, she doesn't check her uh, mailbox, but like maybe once every two weeks. Oh, wow. And so what happens is if one, it gets full, and then two, if it gets full to the point, they can just pull the stuff out. Ooh. Why I don't know why you don't check your mail. Like at I least never thought about that. Once a day. At least once a day. Or a couple times a week, you know, mm-hmm. at least. But yeah, stop at the mailbox. And then um if you're not safe or you don't feel like your your mail is safe there, just put a hole on it at the post office. Man, oh man, look, just at least check your mailbox every two days. Man, I help the mailman out. <laughs> Goodness gracious, some stuff stacking up in there. He got to find what to take out. <laughs> can't, can't leave the coupons no more. Ain't no more room. That's yeah. so true. And that, then um, you get all the little credit. Oh, you qualify for a credit card. Those are the primary ones yeah. people like to pick up. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, one of the ones also talking about how scammers at your front door, which is mean just putting in some security around your door. Me, I don't answer my door, period. I don't even have a camera, but I'm not answering the door. If you want to leave me something, leave it at the door. Just leave it at the door. And I'll get it. But I understand that, you know, that's not everybody. But, you know, so options are either install cameras or um, some people have those signs up saying no solicitation or yeah. what have you. Um, I know a lot of HOAs do that, so that's a mm. good good way to do that too. Um, prevent garbage theft. Don't put personal information in your garbage. That's the bottom line. Mm. Because once you put the stuff in the garbage, I learned this from my legal side, is it's no longer yours. Anybody mm. can just come pick yourself up at the garbage. Yeah, that is true. You know, uh, when I went and got life insurance uh, a few years ago, the guy told told me like he really sold me on a paper shredder, mm-hmm. and I did because for the longest time I didn't use him. I just thought it was an, just another piece of equipment just in my office. But he was like he explained why of disposing of that stuff and 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 because once it's out there, you don't know where it goes. You don't know where it goes. And you know unless like I guess in like especially like an apartment complex where all the trash goes in one place. It does. Everybody can just go in there. Mm-hmm. You know, even uh, you know, even if you have the little small dumpster in front of your house, you know, somebody can walk pi- past that. The wind start blowing, something blows out of it. And especially in the recycle bin, because you know, people are like, well, I put it in the recycle bin. Before you put it in the recycle bin, make sure it's shredded. All your personal information is gone, or what have you. Permanent marker, you know, <coughs> black out some of those. They, those they even have those little stampy thingies now, where you can stamp over it and it'll oh, okay. cover your um your information if you don't have a shredder. Yeah. Um, credit card scamming. I do believe we touched on that in a last um podcast, which is where they attach the stuff mm-hmm. onto the um like ATMs or the gas machines, just check. Yep. Just check before you stick your card in. Mm-hmm. Um, monitor your credit card reports. I have, I mean, you can do the, some of the ID things. Yeah. I know checking your credit card report outside the once a year kind of does a hit on it yeah. and it messes things up. I think it's up. a soft blow though, isn't it? Yeah, it's a soft blow. Yeah. But they also have things like... um I forget what it's called. ID. It's called ID me, and the military okay. offers that. You know, some of the military um, accounts offer that, mm-hmm. where <clears throat> if someone runs a check or someone does something, you get notified. 
Okay. So without having to actually, it'll it'll tell you, hey, you might want to check your X Y Z because you know your Experian account because someone ran a check on it mm-hmm. or you know ran a credit card or a credit report on you. So you can um, subscribe to some sort of um, app like that mm-hmm. if you don't want to actually go into the credit reporting play agencies and get that soft hit. Mm-hmm. Um, those are options out there. Then you know you can freeze your credit report, um, freeze, freeze your card. I mean, freeze your credit report. So that means like I can't run. You can't make purchases. Yeah, well, you can't get like a loan or something. Oh, mm-hmm. well, you can't use your debit card either. Well, or- no, you can use your debit card. This is uh, it'll it'll when you freeze it, it'll stop people from opening new credit cards. There we go. That's what I was. Okay. Or making big purchases or. Like you say, getting loans that yeah. you're not tracking. Got you. And then you can always go back and unfreeze. A lot of people who are getting ready to try to buy a house mm-hmm. and, that you know, they are already got their credit um, squared away and the mortgage people say, hey, don't make any more big purchases. Right. They'll freeze their um, they'll freeze their credit. How do you do that? You just go- contact the, let us see, visit identity, identitytheft.gov. To talk about how to freeze your credit report. Okay, so I'm thinking you were about to say go to your bank. Like, no, okay, no, there's the actual, bank. or you can go to one of the credit reporting agencies. Yeah, okay, all right, that's mm-hmm. interesting. Um, safeguard your wallet. Be careful with your wallet. Um, a lot of people put the cards up front mm-hmm. so you can see your card. They even put their licenses or their ID at the front with the clear mirror. I do too, but. It folds in, so it's not actually on the outside mm-hmm. where anybody walking by can look over my shoulder and see my ID. Mm-hmm. Um, so put them in a put your ID and your credit cards in a spot where can't nobody just come by and look over your shoulder or get one of those telephoto lenses and snap a picture of your information. Let me tell you about dumb Malcolm <laughs> in 2015. <laughs> I used to live my everything was in my wallet, not only my debit cards, credit cards. Social security card and my bank pass. I mean, not my bank. Uh, my security card to get in the TV station was all in my wallet. I lost my wallet one time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, there's my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I I do the same thing too. I only recently took out my social security card, yeah. and I was like, why am I carrying my social security card? I have no idea. And so I read something like this, and it's like, don't keep all your stuff together. Mm-hmm. And so. Because otherwise, one, your wallet would be extra thick. And then, two, if something happens, yeah, then you miss it. But also a good option is to make a copy of everything. Yeah. Make a copy of everything. Because if I lost my wallet, I couldn't tell you half of <laughs> nothing. Of what the numbers are. Or it, well, I do know my card numbers. But you know what I'm saying? I, yeah, I'm like, yeah. I don't know what's in there. So make a um, copy of it and store it in a good place. But then, and ladies, I'm going to just say this because I tell it to my wife all the time. <laughs> why you got all this stuff? You got this big wallet. Like, I know we're on a podcast. You can't see it. This is my wallet. This is everything that Mine's I Mine's about that big. Yeah, it, it's it's very thin. There's only, there's not much in here. Except but for see, a, all you have to do is carry cards. Yeah. And, you know, usually it's like just your ID and your bank card. We have store cards. <laughs> Discount cards, gift cards. It's, what else is in there? The store got your number. Just <laughs> tell me your number. We have stuff <laughs> in our wine. We got stuff. But I get what you're saying. That is a good thing. Um, I try to have two separate things in with all my store cards and stuff like that is in a separate yeah, wallet. Yeah, good. 
um, protect your financial accounts, which is, you know, uh, and I'm, I am terrible at this. Uh oh. Is confession time. Don't use the same password for a lot oh of stuff. Oh my goodness. I just had it with y'all's Reverend Woods. Y'all, <laughs> he, I'm not going to tell you his password, but he told me his password. And I'm like, this is your password to everything. I'm terrible about that. You know, I can randomly generate a password and I probably will guess your password, Reverend. <laughs> look, I look, I, I, I sold him to on, on this on, on this thing. It's called NordPass. And what NordPass does, it stores all of your passwords and it can create unique uh, passwords within itself. And when I say unique, they're not words, they're not phrases, they're not anything connected to you. They are ra- random characters, not mm-hmm. just numbers, not just uh, uh, letters, but like uh, uh, <coughs> ampersand and the number symbol and all this other stuff. And it's so hard to figure out those passwords. I actually have something like that. Mine's called LastPass. Okay. But I've had it for a couple of years, and so I'm I'm starting to get all these alerts from them, like you need to change your password. Yes. You know, just so I'm working on it because yes. all I, I was like, what's the point of having LastPass if all the passwords are the same? I got it because I can never remember URLs. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, one of the last things I remember working at a TV station about password protection is um, all because like you hear you hear it all, you heard it a lot in 2017 about these companies' accounts were were, were breached or whatever, right? right? And so all because you're like, oh, Netflix got hacked and they got my password. I'm like, they, what are they gonna do? Watch stuff for free? It doesn't matter. I'm like, here's the problem: is that that password that you use for your Netflix account is more than likely something else. So they can try that password somewhere else, and there you go. Mm-hmm. Mm, so I'm getting, I'm getting there. <laughs> unique passwords, y'all. Trust me, it, it will save you, whether you realize it or not. I'm getting there. Uh, safeguard your smartphone. So uh, I've only recently started doing this too, mainly because I'm old school. I'm not going to admit that I had like a flip phone for the longest. <laughs> hey, look, I'm thinking about going back. My phone's too to, smart. <laughs> that's only, And smartphones, I was like, uh, so I only recently started using the biometric stuff. I still want to do the facial, I but don't. I do the fingerprint. Yeah. And um, I have I always have two party to open. I mean, mm-hmm. you got, <clears throat> it's not just the fingerprint. You got to have something else in order to open my phone, mm-hmm. to unlock my phone. Um, so that's one of the uh, recommended ways that they say is um, use biometric identification to unlock your phone. Yeah, you mentioned two-factor authentication, mm-hmm. and that works for computers as well. Yeah, a lot of my, um, especially financial ones, yeah. have um, two-factor. And it's an, it gets annoying because I get annoyed to put this code in that we're going to text you to this number mm-hmm. or to your number or to your email. And then you got to go find your email. And then uh, so, but it's annoying, but I feel safer afterwards right. because I'm like, can't nobody else get in here. Cause then I have to remember, well, what's the number? Never mind. But it's like, <laughs> don't get frustrated is what I'm saying. Right. Um, don't make sure your voicemail is set up. I know so many people. What do you mean? My, because if your voicemail is not set up, then you won't receive the message. It just ring, 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 and then you you tend to just pick up, or then they'll start sending you. Oh, okay. 
Like I try to get my bar or, or if it's full, empty it. Empty your mailbox. That's my I boss. I don't do that. I, so if it goes past three rings, I hang up because I know it's finna say her mailbox is full. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, your mailbox ain't full. <laughs> well, it is, but it, I'm going to need you to unfill it. Um, So they also send um, texts and stuff like that because it seems like it's coming from a legitimate number. So just there's a, there's a lot of security measures on phones. Just make sure you put them out there. Mm-hmm. Secure your computer. We already talked about that. Uh, protect your email accounts. Don't open up stuff that say spam. A lot of my stuff goes to spam. Mm-hmm. A lot of my and when then when you do those um, when you subscribe to stuff, if you're not really going to use it, unsubscribe. Right. Just unsubscribe. Um, set your limits on social media. It's too many people's social media accounts are public. And if they're public, they're not really password. They're not really protected. Right. Like my Instagram, I only have Instagram for my business. um, And it's public because it's a business. Right. But I have some some things in there. You're like, you can't send me a message unless I have, you know, followed you or something else like that. You can't post on my page unless I allow it. Mm -hmm. You know, I have to approve the messages. People don't think about, think about that. No, they don't. I, you know, I for a, for a while I didn't either. You know, I I I was I think for me it was trying to be an influencer, a social media influencer, and so mm-hmm. you left your stuff open. Mm-hmm. But then, like, you start to realize that you can separate your personal to with your with your I guess your influence on mm-hmm. social media. So, like, I learned this, you know, through my wife is that um, when an employer is looking, you know, looking to employ you. You send a, a paper resume to them, but they can also go through your social media mm-hmm. if, if it's public. Mm-hmm. And most people, they treat their social media like a diary. Mm-hmm. You stop putting everything on social media. Stop putting everything. And, you and know, if you do, make sure it's private. Make sure it's private. And then check your friends because it may be private, but yeah, they can get in through the other way. That's remember. I, I was telling you about the book um, I yeah, was yeah, reading. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. telling you about the book where this lady is trying to figure out who killed her husband. And so she is trying to create this fishing thing. Mm-hmm. And she created so smoothly in under like 10 minutes. She went looking. She was trying to infiltrate a company. She went on the company's page, found somebody that looked enough like her. Mm-hmm. Then went to that person's Instagram account. Saw uh, you know, kind of got a profile of what this person was, you know, kind of found out her baby's name, oh husband's name, oh why she wasn't at work. Oh, she's not at work right now because little baby, little Jimmy's at home sick. Mm-hmm. So this is who I can use to get into this company. Then she went to the Facebook, found a mute, you know, created a fake account and mutually uh, had a mutual friend or contacted a mutual friend and said, hey, I'm trying to do something for X, Y, Z. But I lost her number. Can you send me her phone number? The friend's like, oh, wow, that's awesome. Sent the number. So now she has all the information she needs to create a fake ID to get into this building. Oh, my. And she just walked right on in. Scary. Yes, it is. So lock your stuff up. (laughs) And be careful about what you put on there. Like, everyone doesn't need to know every little detail about your life. I get that there's an influencer thing going on or what have you, but... 
you ever read the comments on people's pages and it's all about, oh, guess what? You know, my life has been great ever since I joined forces with XYZ. And it's all full of scam stuff mm-hmm. and spam stuff. Mm-hmm. So, fun times. And the final two is verify your um, verify that where you're spending your money online is an actual store. Like double checks because sometimes people get the mail and mm-hmm. say, oh, you got a 50% off coupon. You click that coupon. Next thing you know, you're on a fake website giving them all your information. So just make sure if I get coupons and stuff like that, I just open up a second tab and go to the site myself. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Because I, I started doing that as well. Like it. Once again, if you wasn't expecting it, investigate it. Um, I didn't realize how big this thing was. This is kind of new to me of fake stores. Yes. It's like fake Amazons or mm-hmm. like like for me, like I buy a lot of sportswear online. And so I buy from like Fanatics or Dicks or something like that. There are other stores that look like them but aren't them. And so when I, when I was getting emails, I'll see that, oh, such as Dicks is having a a, a deal on, you know, Under Armour or something like that, I'll go to the website. I ain't clicking no link. It, it, it email could have been legit. It could have been. But I'm clicking, uh, making another tab. I'm going directly there to see if this thing is real. Usually it's real, but question, question that type of stuff too. You know, I think websites, these smaller companies like Fashion Nova and Sheen, they, those type of websites that are easy, they can be easily replicated. Sure can. Because a lot of their clothes come from the same place. So anybody can just find out where they're pulling their resources from, create another website. And if they're good intentions or not, they have your information. And what they people don't realize, and I realized it with um, Amazon and Shein and Timu are similar. Yeah. Yep. They're stores within stores. Yes. So what I started to do is look at the store that's within the store mm-hmm. and just go to that site. Thank Yep. There I don't, is. unless I have to, I don't shop directly from Amazon, Shein, or Timu anymore. Not saying that they're bad, but like you said, they're easily, they yes. can be easily hacked. And I rather just give my money directly to that store. Right. Usually if you go directly to the store, it may be cheaper. It's cheaper. Uh but you know, I, I I give credit to Amazon a little more than I give to some of these other websites because mm-hmm. they do have a big firewall against their yes. system. And they, you know, you cannot just fake an Amazon page or whatever. You got to go through a process. But verify your online store. Don't just be shopping anywhere and putting your card information anywhere. Uh, yep. And I can't stress it enough. Before we go to the last one is. Stop saving your card information. <laughs> it's so convenient. I get it. People have the Google Pay, the Edward, and you're just tapping and you're going and you're just clicking, you go. But as you said, some of the bigger accounts have been hacked. Mm-hmm. And all it takes is them getting your information once and then mm-hmm. they have forever. Mm-hmm. It's annoying. It can be a pain. And I admit sometimes even I forget to remove it, but yeah. I'd rather put my card information, especially if it's a site I've never been on before. You're not saving my card information. I don't know you. We so, have, don't have a relationship like that. <laughs> Let's go back to, to the password protection thing because I, I talked about NordPass. Mm-hmm. And within NordPass, you know, instead of saving your card information to like Amazon or somebody like that, mm-hmm. you can save your card information to those. Mm-hmm. Does yours do something like that? Yeah, LastPass does that. Yeah. They 
they've um evolved in the beginning it was probably not a big thing it, mm-hmm. it was mainly just a uh, password storage thing but they've really upped their game in that within the last year like i said they i every time i try to log into something it big old alert you might want to change your password yeah. <laughs> change your password or it has a wallet now you're right it didn't have a wallet mm-hmm. before but now it has a wallet and you can store your stuff in there then they got an app so it's on everything because i forget stuff i'm just be logging in from my phone or my tablet but i don't log into that site mm-hmm. like if i say i'm going to amazon i don't go log in and put my my name in directly in the amazon i'll log into LastPass, mm-hmm. and LastPass controls all my logins so there's ways around it y'all just mm-hmm. don't save it to directly to the website because don't save it directly if, to the website if they get you think about it what happens to that information when a store closes like a small clothing company mm-hmm. that that you bought clothes from you don't save your information on that account and that that store closes all of a sudden that website's not open no more what happened to that information it's yeah. still out there. It's still out there. You don't know what happened. Anyway, what's the next one? The final one <laughs> is you got to just change the way you think. I will not. I'm sorry. <laughs> you got to change the way you think about things. Um, this, Like I said, this, we're in a society now where it's, conven- well, it's about convenience. Mm-hmm. It's about the less I have to do, the less I have to think about I mean, they got that whole new AI thing now where that you got to do nothing. Terrifying. So don't get so complacent with the simplicity of being simple with things. <laughs> <laughs> being simple with things that you fail to keep your stuff secure. You got to mm-hmm. change the way you think. That's true. Uh, learn to say no. N-O. It's a single, you know, it's a complete sentence. There's power in the no. Mm-hmm. That's, they can, that's a whole book right there. <laughs> there is power in no. Take back, take the, back your freedom. Take back your freedom. And then, like you said before, if it don't sound right, mm-hmm. look right, smell right, mm-hmm. think about it, investigate it before you put all them numbers in there. Amen. Any final thoughts from you before we get up out of here I, on this? You know. I, <laughs> I got to do research now. <laughs> Me too. I I'm going to change my passwords. Yep, change your passwords. <laughs> get a flip phone. Don't answer the phone. Don't answer the phone. <laughs> Bye, y'all. This is Lashana. This is Malcolm. And we'll see you next time on Family Fortune.